Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Yeah, and if uh, if you're not, well, there's plenty of other things to do. That's true, but please don't stop listening. <laughs> no, no, you've got at least 20 minutes in here. I yeah, can feel especially it. especially our friends down in Wilder, Georgia. Yeah, you know, you've only got one download. What's that about? <laughs> yeah, what about you in Sterling, Alaska? You gave up after one episode. <laughs> Get back in here, Sterling. No, Sterling, I Sterling, Alaska went through three at least. So yeah, well, we we blew through our goodwill. This isn't our third episode. We want you back. We we can't wait for you to come back. <laughs> Just give us give us a, a little bit here, which is very similar to the should title. We, should we should we give them a little something? something? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> this beer that we're trying today is called a little something something ale. Which I have to say, one of the greatest names for a beer I've ever come across. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm actually reading the can right now, and it's you have to shine the light on it appropriately because it's written in white, but it says, Upon his return from the kitchen, anticipating plunking down for a nice scroll through the tube, capital T, she asked for a cold one first. Wow, they also have a phone number on this beer, I'm now realizing. Really? Whose? Oh, I think you actually might have a different uh, paragraph on yours. This special ale is kind of like its own thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. I was reading the top here. I see how it's almost like an invisible Oh, egg. yeah. There's a lot of writing on this can. Fun can. Should we Should we call the phone number on the can? I think we should. The, the phone number is 707-769-4555. Nine five. Are you gonna call them right now? Yeah, or? it seems like the right thing to do for our yeah. I don't know viewers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, while Vince is doing that, this is from Lagunitas Brewing Company, which is based in Lagunitas, California. Hello, you've reached the Lagunitas Brewing Company. Hope you're staying safe and well. Our tap room and drive store hours are eleven thirty a.m. to nine p.m. Oh, okay. Disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing. I thought it was gonna be like a sexy, you know, housemaid maybe answering the phone. Or just a person. Well, it is a person. They recorded it. Yeah, just like we, they're busy. We're, we're recording this right now. Yeah, and if you want to reach us, we're not giving that phone number out just yet. <laughs> no, um, but Lagunitas, California. Um, that's where this company started. I will say though, they have a very large uh, place here in Chicago, so it kind of feels like a beer company crossed between two regions of the country. Is that fair to say? I think so. I mean, without without looking it up and trying to understand and know all of the details about it, I can say I've been to that that place. And one thing that you shouldn't sleep on if you're there is the food. It's very very. It's very good. It's fantastic. Oh, well it's, done. It's amazing, and it's also uh, a really fun tour. It's only thirty minutes. It's free, and the all of the tour guides I've seen when I've gone there have been extremely funny and entertaining people. Now oh, that's interesting because I know for a fact, Tom, that you believe that the Lagunitas Brewery here in Chicago bears a striking resemblance to. Yeah, you know, a, a another tourable factory that the host just wasn't that nice. Yeah, uh, I do, and it's uh, it's a film called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. 
Uh oh. Yeah, and I, before I get into why I feel this way, I would like to just have this open with you. I understand. Yeah, totally. Full disclosure: I've had this many times, and contrary to popular belief, this is not an IPA. It's actually a wheat ale. That's seven and a half percent alcohol. So although it's uh, a fun, cute title, there's actually a lot more than a little something. There's this. a lot of something, something in there. Yeah, and um, this is just like a really great mix of like hoppy, pale wheat taste and IPA flavor. So um, really packing a lot in here. But anyways, cheers. Cheers. All right. Yeah, the smell. Yep, I've had this one before. It's a familiar smell of waffles in the morning <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah, sitting at the dinner table with the fam. If you're having breakfast for dinner, sure. So, Vince, you, you referenced my um, my belief about this uh, this this physical location. So, yeah. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory it came out in 1971. It's a beloved children's film. But here's the problem. Upon further reflection, this is actually a really fucked up kids movie. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of go un, unremarked upon in the film. For example, uh, Charlie, who wins one of the five golden tickets to go to the factory, he lives with his family, and his grandparents haven't gotten out of bed in 20 years. And they make it seem like that's like just totally normal. Well, bed sores. Yeah, are probably running rampant in that household. I mean, I've I've laid in bed for you know several hours at a time, but twenty years, they they weren't even like grandparents by the time they started doing that. So I'm just wondering what happened there. But aside from that, you know, the children in the film are like sort of systematically killed off in various ways mm-hmm. as the film goes on. Um, Obviously, the relationship with the Oompa Loompas and uh, Willy Wonka is is very bizarre and it's kind of warped. Problematic at best. Yeah, and they literally called them colored people in, in the movie, which is a phrase that hasn't aged very well. But I, I didn't realize until rereading uh, the Wikipedia page recently that at the end of the movie... He kind of just like yada yada is like, oh, don't worry, those kids are fine, but you never see them again, other than Charlie, who's essentially given the keys to the kingdom. But is it fair to say that those kids might actually be dead? I trust Gene Wilder. <laughs> so I don't think so. I think, I don't know if they're fine. I think they probably have some very severe psychiatric issues. Yeah, I mean, one of them blew up to be the. The size of a gigantic blueberry and another... A blueberry. <laughs> a blueberry. Yeah, and um, they were taken through a number of exorbitantly dangerous uh, travel methods. So Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about travel methods for just a hot second. I don't want to stay on this too long because I don't know how many Wonka heads we have on a listen to this podcast. Yeah. But you're talking about your guy, what was it, Grandpa Joe? Yeah. Grandpa Joe didn't get out of bed for 20 years within 12 hours he's floating towards a fan (laughs) that's gonna cut him in half what a journey yeah and like that's what it was gonna take for him was like touring a factory with his grandson um yeah i just think it i just think it's kind of like weird that this is a children's beloved movie dude but it's a 
the factory part, it's not even like a factory that has any relation to him. You know, it's not yeah. like he's like, come on, Charlie, I want to show you what generations of, of what's his last name? I don't even know. Of the Charlie guys have built, look at this, with their own hands. Do you see that brick right there? That's where your your Uncle Martin took an illegal dump. Right. I'm going to show you. It's also, even if that had been the angle... What kind of grandfather's like, I want to show you the factory that I used to <laughs> work in for the, years. Uh, I, I know exactly the grandpa. Have you seen, I haven't seen it, but have you seen the trailer at least for uh, All the Money in the World? No, I haven't. Oh, wait. You're talking about the Christopher Plummer yes. movie? Is it for for all or is it All the Money? Uh, I I know what you're talking about, but that, that came out already. It was like yeah, it came Mark out. Wahlberg. What, I just yeah. haven't seen it. It's Mark yeah. Wahlberg, and essentially, it's based on the true excuse me the true story of one of is it who is it is it Vanderbilt? <laughs> yeah, it's the real story of like a family, the Gettys. I believe the Gettys. Yeah, yeah. the Getty Images. Wow, yeah. interesting. Yes. And he was like the richest man in the world, and so people would just steal his family to try and get money. Right. Which is and then he was also like, "Yeah, I'm actually good. Like, I'm not gonna pay." <laughs> yeah, that was that was the whole deal. Is he wouldn't pay? He wouldn't pay for his yeah. grandkid back, which is like, I get it. You know, yeah. I don't want to set this precedent, but I guess my point with bringing it up, aside from the aesthetic uh, similarities to Lagunitas, is this this beer is really good but it's also like advertised in a bit of a misleading way a lot like pg movies from the 70s and 80s i mean there's some pg movies that have like nudity and swearing i'm thinking about the goonies for example not that there's nudity in that but there's a lot of swearing in the goonies right and like live action south park this is called a little something something but it's seven and a half percent alcohol that tastes a lot like an ipa but isn't an ipa and it's all delicious. It's just like, it's not what you would expect. Uh, here's another one that's interesting. We have talked about Gumball Head. And remember, I thought that was cream of the crop. I would get it and be like, I am living the high life. Similar, the next step, you know, you do that from 21 to 23, maybe yeah. 24 to 25, you start getting a little edgier and you go let me get some little something something one of those yeah i used to think this was really fantastic and my first impressions of it are not as fantastic as i had you know thought they were five years ago yeah and um i also think that it it's kind of buoyed by just having a cute name like it's fun to order at a bar oh yeah but then half the time you're like is that even like what I want, <laughs> or is it just like fun to go to a bartender and be like, oh, I'll, I'll have a little something, something? Can you imagine if you went to the bartender and said, "Yeah, let me get a little something, something," and then they brought you a little something, something? And you're like, "What's this?" <laughs> I asked for a little something, something. And they're like, "I don't know what that right. what that means." Like, you're, you're a bartender; you're supposed to know. Right. They could come back with anything theoretically in, in that universe, but. Who would, if you could have one celebrity, we'll say we'll say they have to be still alive or deceased within the last five years, be your bartender, who would it be? Oh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling? Absolutely. Dude, he would ignore the shit out of you. No, he would be charming and hilarious no, and no, no, no. an awesome bartender. Ryan. 
It would be Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds would be able to take care of everybody. Well, Ryan you Reynolds also have superhero. recently said that he's your celebrity crush. Yes, so of course. You're a little bit biased in that department. In the male division, yes. Yeah. What if we had to choose a female bartender? To be fair, a female bartender. Yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. I, I let me think about this for just a quarter of a second here. Female bartender. Well, listen. I choose my mom because my mom would always make sure that you know I. She's a great lady. She's Are you choosing lady. bartenders based on how like quickly they will give you drinks? Maybe, yeah. yeah I thought you were talking to. about like a guy who's gonna like put on a bit of a show and like. Well, you then know. you want Tom Cruise from Cocktail. <laughs> I don't know if you want that guy. <laughs> well, no. You, I mean, you don't go home with. That I don't guy. want a Scientologist serving me any drinks. Just he wasn't a Scientologist stop. at that point. <laughs> Well, I can't separate it in my mind. <laughs> um, I, th- I, I don't know why this actress came to mind, but Ellie Kemper. Uh, really? Yeah. But she also she seems like she'd be kind of too sweet. I think I would need someone with a little bit of sass. Can I tell you drinks. exactly what I think would happen with Ellie Kemper? She would be the bartender who hovers and basically says, do you need anything else? How's that tasting? Everybody good? Isn't it good? Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's uh, good? You know what you have to try? Yeah. Like, all of that. Okay. You're like, oh, listen, I want to have a conversation with my friend. All right. This is topical. Olivia Munn. Yeah. Olivia Munn would be great. Um, she's also very sexy. And, sure. you know, that helps when you're on the female side of, of the bartending field. So what's interesting to me is Olivia Munn is an actress who also played, and we've mentioned this before, but... Uh, a main character in the newsroom yeah and in that one of her quotes is she's being confronted for a work relationship an in-office relationship yeah that she's denying and the two of them are together and the auditor says oh looks like you guys are here as dates and she says something to the effect of you think i'm with him no 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 i date first round draft picks yada 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 whole thing she has now dated a first-round draft pick. <laughs> very literally. Very literally in Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, what is she? She's, she's dating the tuba player now in John Mulaney? I think he's at least like the saxophone player in, no, in the band. No, 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 no. You can't do that because Bill Clinton plays the saxophone. <laughs> and that's, that's on, like, John, John Mulaney that's says a little it bit himself. Ins- that's a little bit insulting to John Mulaney to say he's, the tuba status. Why? I, it's given him too much credit. I said the guy who played the tuba. He doesn't still play the tuba. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely see the band analogy versus the the football player one, but maybe a different instrument. I used to be in a, in a band, so I yeah, I know, I know, I remember. Very specific about some call it victory. Yeah, check us out on MySpace and SoundCloud. But um, that no, that's a very. I think that that's a fair description of. Of, of both in a way i'll just leave it at that yeah what, so if i have to choose a celebrity that's not my mom i think uh i think i would just I, it is either be like betty white or <laughs> or helen mirren because what what lives they've lived you know so you want a bartender with with some lived in life yeah, experience let's yeah. talk because if you're being honest, like we're anyone who goes to a bar is being honest with themselves like Nobody's sleeping with the bartender. Nobody's taking them home. So, like, why not have a bartender who's had an interesting life, who's done some stuff, who maybe has some tattoos that aren't visible that they're like, you want to see something? And they pull up their shirt sleeve or in, you know, Betty White's 
case, she slowly rolls up her button down. <laughs> yeah. Betty White would be a blast. I, I will agree with you on that. Um, where I'm not sure if we agree on or not is, is this better out of the can or the glass, which we, we should, should do. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'll keep it short and simple. I believe that beers can taste different out of a can versus out of a glass. So every episode we taste it see for ourselves yeah we're about to do that now mine is poured in as is mine I'm, oh kind of a musty scent from the glass it's not it's not great well you know the scent was more powerful for the can for me but okay i have to say i it's better for me i was gonna say it was worse well, for me you know i started at the bottom now we're here <laughs> i can tell you you're kind of not enjoying this but yeah, I really wanted to. Again, I, I just—it's very strange. It's very strange because all day IPA really has stood out to me. Yeah, as one that I've had in my younger years, and it—it it just, to their credit, hasn't necessarily changed. It's been able to adapt through my taste palette. It seems like a little something. Either I was trying to convince myself that I liked it back then, and now I'm just way too comfortable and way too old to care about that or maybe it's changed a little bit yeah i i think i'm liking this i think i'm liking this just fine i i don't know if i was ever blown away by it in the past I, you know lagunitas to me as a brewery they've become super popular they have a bunch of really good beers and this is just like one of the many that they have that that I like, but I don't know if I would have ever said like, "Oh, this is my favorite one that they produce." Yeah, I agree fair. with that. Okay, so uh, what what's your what are you comparing little something something to? To me, are, are we talking like movies, TV? I mean, anything, I'm, anything, sports yeah. teams, whatever you want. Like what what do you? Because we, I don't think we've necessarily drawn a, a comparison to a pop culture event so much as just sort of talked around it. Yeah, that's yeah. We have kind of beat around the bush there. You you mentioned sports teams. I think to me this is kind of like the the Atlanta Braves of of the nineties, where yeah, every year they they won the division title and they had a bunch of great talent. And you looked at their roster and you're like. Wow, this is just littered with Hall of Famers. And you look back, and oh, they only won one World Series in in fifteen years. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that you know I disrespected them or didn't appreciate them. Not that I'm any way connected to them, but like as far as like how this beer individually is, like it just feels like that, like solid beer from a a quality organization, but usually not worthy of winning a championship. Interesting. So I'll go back to pop culture a little bit and pull out that this beer is similar for me uh, to the HBO series Entourage. Oh, (laughs) okay. You know, when I was younger, I was watching them live the good life and I wasn't concerned with story structure or anything. I was just really blown away by the name brand and the fact that, you know, this was very popular at the time. And I think, you know, I watched it maybe when I was 20, 21, and then I watched a couple other episodes now here and again, but it's, um, it's not as enjoyable and it's not necessarily because I already know what's happening. It's more so just, I've sort of aged out of that, 
that bracket where I'm, yeah. I'm now have more of a discerning palette when it comes to what I consume. And that's kind of what I think is happening here. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like the the guy who had the Entourage poster in their dorm room feel to the early days of Entourage that yeah is now mocked pretty pretty hardcore. But I I will also say like I don't we're not at the mocking phase of of this beer by any means. No, and I still would mock Entourage. I know what it is, and I'll still watch it and enjoy yeah. it. It's just not. It doesn't have that same cachet that it had for me when i was 22 i think this one i, I put it at a 2.75 out of um, five yeah out of five inches 2.75 inches out of five inches and i think right there i the reason it's being propped up above 2.5 or even 2.25 is just sentimental value see i'm gonna be a little more generous i'm gonna give it a 3.25 out of five toms i think this is um for a beer that's got you know a high alcohol content, I think it's fairly crushable and it it tastes good. It's also not going to blow you away, but you know for me, if you want to get the most out of the Lagunitas experience, it's definitely worth going there in person. And if you're just if you're not there, maybe just order their their standard IPA. Um, they also have a bunch of other ones that are great too. But yeah, I mean I. I definitely went into this thinking I was going to give it a higher grade, and uh, I didn't end up doing that. So I don't know what that says about us, but maybe we're just getting too old for this shit, huh? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Danny Glover. (laughs) I'm too old for this shit. What's the... Oh, God. Lethal Weapon? That's Lethal Weapon, but Angels in the Outfield is far better. You really do see something, don't you, kid? Just imagining us doing our takes on, on beers. Yeah, I really. You really tried hard with this beer, but it didn't work out. I'm getting too old for this shit. I, I don't know yeah. the, the angels in the outfield as well, but um, yeah, I, I think there's not much more I have to add to it. Uh, this this is a good a good enough beer, but um, do you have anything else you you wanted to get off your chest? Nope. I think it's time we wrap it up. Yeah, and I think if your mom wants to get into the bartending game, I'm, I'm all for it. But Yeah, don't worry. She'd take care of you, too. She loves my friends. <laughs> yeah, but uh, until that happens, and until the next time, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. We're team up.